Uh, g'day everyone and welcome to a special interview we've got this morning with Crows uh, number one ruckman and uh, favourite around the club, Riley O'Brien. How are you going, Riley? Yeah, good, Rob. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, lovely to have you, mate. And uh, you told me beforehand that uh, bright and early up for another training run. What's on this morning at the club? Yeah, we're back into it this week. We've had a few days off for the, uh, a long weekend, sort of three days coming into the season and now back into the in-season schedule, getting ready for round one today. So we've got a little training session today, a bit of gym and get back into it. So um, start preparing for a really big week. Yeah. Do you have any um, set schedule about scouting the opposition or do you run through tapes or is that just sort of something that's left to yourself like you'll be going up you know, against uh, your opposing Ruckman? Do you sort of watch the tapes and all that sort of stuff this week? Yeah, the week's pretty structured around that. We um, start normally early in the week. We obviously be reviewing our game from the weekend. So Monday, Tuesday, we'd be having a lot of meetings, reviewing the game just gone. And then from Wednesday, our sort of main training day, and um, we'd have a meeting in the morning uh, as a team, looking forward to that. And then being able to, we'd be able to train that that day and then uh, do a lot more on the Friday in our lines and a bit more specific and in that time, we'll do a lot of individual stuff. So, yeah, I'll do a lot with my opposing ruckman, with Doc Clark, the ruck coach, and watch a lot of a lot of clips. And it's established a pretty clear plan going in. And, um, yeah, we do we do, do do a fair bit of oppo analysis and, yeah, that, that uh, throughout the week. But, yeah, it's pretty important going into a game. So who do you expect, who do you expect to come up against this week against Frio, just, just quietly? Because, obviously, you know, they've had a changing of the guard <coughs> with their ruck situation. Yeah, oh, Sean Darcy will be in there, so he's a um, pretty handy player, so he'll be a good challenge first up, and looking forward to um, to that. Uh, he was obviously in the All-Australian squad last year, so he's uh, he's had a really good year, and uh, it's yeah, it's great to come up against us best straight away and really put um, into practice what I've been training and working on all pre-season, so yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I bet. Now, we've had a bit of a, a injury, or not an injury interrupted, but a COVID-interrupted pre-season. We struggled to uh, get blokes on the park for uh, some of the community series and certainly some of the SANFL uh, trial games. How's the club shaping up in terms of personnel uh, leading up to round one? Yeah, it was obviously uh, a bit of an annoyance to have uh, a few guys go down before those games, but um, it could a bit of a silver lining coming into the season because I guess guys won't be going down in season so we're sort of safe um, from that perspective but uh, yeah, in terms of coming into round one we're not far off full strength obviously Rory Laird going down with his hand with a, with a bit of a, a blow Geordie yeah. um, Dawson's right around the mark with his calf so he's back in the main group and um, hopefully he's good to go Sunday because he'll be a huge boost Absolutely. Um, yeah and then obviously we're pretty much full strength apart from, yeah, missing Paul season, um, still and missing Tech for the first few games. So uh, that'll all be missed, but we've got plenty of blokes um, that are training really well and coming up and um, we'll fill their spots. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you started on the, uh, when you made your debut in 2016, so you've seen um, uh, some highs and lows with the club, but it certainly must be an exciting time. Um, at the moment, going through the you know the quote unquote rebuild and seeing so many new faces come through the club, has it been something that you've been able to take a leadership role in as you develop a new midfield group? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I came into the club to a pretty established um, group and team. Um, I got there in the yeah, end of 2014, and the team didn't really change much for the next four or five years. And um, you know, like an old guard sort of there, and uh, it was I mean it was a great group and had a lot of success. Um, but yeah, from I guess 2020 onwards, it's been a bit of a reset, and um, it's been really exciting to be a part of that and sort of starting from scratch with a with, I guess with a new completely new group and see the growth in a lot of young guys is super exciting and uh, I think we're starting to build something really special um, albeit it does take a little bit of time but I think we'll take huge strides this year and um, yeah, it's been awesome to I guess in my stage of my career getting a little bit uh, more experienced um, being able to I guess help younger guys and, and take more of a leadership role and um, really drive the culture and the behaviours and standards and ultimately a winning culture that we want to establish here yeah, yeah, and just just on your 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 start to your career, uh, there was a period of time there where uh, Source Jacobs, I swear he would have come out on crutches or a wheelchair or, you know, something like that. He, he tended to play with a lot. Did that used to frustrate you a little bit, like knowing that you were fit and ready to go, and and Source was kind of labouring at times? Did you ever feel like you know maybe, maybe putting a banana peel in front of him or something to get a run? Yeah. Yeah, we did have the. I remember when I was playing the two. Yeah, he did have the the record for the most consecutive games in the league, or something about 100 and, 100 and something. And it was, it was um, getting ridiculous. He's so durable and um, able to just bounce back every week and play really good footy. So, yeah, it certainly got frustrating at times. Um, but it's the nature of the position. The ruck was only one spot, and yeah, um, I was trying to bang the door down as much as I could, but there wasn't much I could do. And then Pikey was, yeah, he, he was a, I mean, a great coach and. I loved him, but he was he was very, I guess, conservative in his selection as well. So he sort of stuck with what he knew, and that that obviously achieved great things. So yeah, um, it was a frustrating period for a few years there, but um, I think it, in the long run, made me um, hunger and maybe a better player. Yeah, good things come to those who wait, mate. Um, and Source is back around the club now. Do you you mentioned Doc Clark earlier as your main ruck coach? Does Source have any input at all into your rucking or your general play? Uh, no, not at the moment. He's yeah, he's all upstairs um, with the communities and community team. Um, so I don't really see him much around the club, um, especially with all the COVID restrictions. So yeah, uh, maybe I'll have to get him down at some stage to give me give me some um, advice. But no, You're Doc, probably sick of seeing him. No, no, yeah. Um, so I might see him around and get him down for a session if Doc's away. Yeah. So you mentioned, of course, um, a change in the guard, a new group and all the rest of it. What have you noticed has been the main differences in the coaching styles between Don and uh, Matty Nix? Um, good question. Um, Nix, he's very, he's very people-focused, very, um, yeah, very people and culture-focused, I suppose. Um, and that's been uh, great for our group. Um so it's been a really good vibe here and um, we talk about prioritising others and looking after each other and, and the footy sort of flowing off that and it's been it's a really enjoyable place to come in. Um, I mean, it was it was the same um, with Pikey. There wasn't as much emphasis on it, but he was probably more... Um, probably a bit more technical in his coaching um, and the way we played. But, yeah, I mean, both... He was a great... I found him a really, really good coach and... Um, Slightly different styles in that in that uh, regard. Yeah, 
It, it, it feels from the outside like the club has um, placed a huge significance on uh, culture, uh, culture shift. We've got Daniel Jackson in there, who I'm sure you've had some dealings with, and uh, every, every player that I've spoken to over the last 12 months has spoken about you know the great culture and uh, certainly working for, for your mates and for your teammates, etc. Uh, do you think that's probably been the biggest change in the club from a playing point of view, um, you know, from the recent personnel changes? Yeah, definitely. There's been a huge emphasis on that and Dan Jackson's been awesome um, for the club and I'm, I get along with him really well and he's um, helped me a lot personally but as a group, yeah, he, he just drives uh, along with Nixie and the rest of the coaching staff, yeah, really people-focused culture and a place where you really want to be and you love um, building trust and connection between the players and that ultimately um, will play out in the field in years to come. Um, build that really strong culture first and then you can, uh, on top of that, obviously working on the football side of things, but without that culture, it's hard to um, become a really great team and um, really gel and ha- have a successful, I guess, long-term approach. You look at Richmond, you look at other teams that have, I mean, the basis of their success has been a really strong culture and a really uh, strong connection between the playing group and the coaches. It, it seems that way, doesn't it? We saw Melbourne last year uh, come through yeah. and, and you know, again, looking from the outside, their culture seems really tight and, uh, you know, they've been able to rebuild that culture after years in the doldrums and, you know, I guess it's it's a it's a key plank these days, isn't it? And I guess from that perspective, uh, the leadership group, is it function the same as it has in the past or is there more sort of uh, communication amongst the various levels of players, if you like, between the senior players and the juniors or the ones coming through? Yeah, definitely. We're sort of, I mean, I think a lot of clubs, have, including us, have moved away from just a you know, hierarchical system where it's sort of coaches and leaders at the top telling everyone else what to do. It's sort of more involved with um, everyone Everyone getting input. So we'll have leadership group meetings and every time we'll have a, you know, a few different players come in every week and, and you know give their thoughts on different issues and different things around the club. Um, and, yeah, it's a really uh, player-driven um, inclusive approach and everyone's sort of committed uh, and buying in r- rather than just the guys at the top telling you what to do and yeah. telling you how to behave. It's when everyone buys in and um, is responsible and driving the culture, that's when you get the um, the good results and the and the really strong um, yeah, the really strong culture from top to bottom. Yeah. We um, interviewed Ned and um, Harry Schomburg last year and um, both of those lads and, and also Jackson uh, were saying how they wanted to make an immediate impact on the club and, um, you know, drive the change. Have you found that the young blokes coming in, I mean, I'm sure Ned never shuts up, but have you found the the young blokes coming in have really, um, you know, put themselves forward rather than just sitting in the corner of the change rooms? Yeah, definitely. I think that's uh, been a huge shift I've noticed in my time in, in footy. I think the young guys, I think culturally young People coming through now are a lot more confident and, um, I guess, willing to speak up. Whereas back in probably 10 years ago, it was more um, guys at the top sort of were the ones speaking and yeah. had to say. And um, I guess you're expected as a, as a young guy just to, you know, bite your tongue and, and uh, not contribute. But now it's sort of, we really encourage those guys to come in, you know, be on the front foot, give us their views. 
Yeah. Um, you know, give, give us feedback if we do something wrong on the field or off the field to really embrace um, them giving us feedback and trying to make us better. Um, so, yeah, it's gone to the days where it's, uh, yeah, hierarchical <laughs> and, you know, it's just shut up and sit in the corner if you're a young bloke. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah we, we definitely encourage that and yeah, encourage really good buy-in from everyone across the board. Yeah. Um, so, the first couple of years of Nixie's tenure uh, and with a, a fresh group, etc., the the game plan was reasonably simple looking from the outside. It was very much about contested ball and uh, winning, you know, cont- uh, 50-50 contests. Do you think that the group is starting to mature now that we can develop a bit more of an outside game this year and, and put a couple of different things in place? Yeah, definitely. I mean... Um with a young group, we had a rough year in 2020. We probably went, yeah, back to basics and um, just winning contests and played pretty simple footy offensively. Um, but yeah, with a bit more experience, a bit more um, talent coming in, I would have definitely add, add a few more strings to our bow offensively and really get some exciting um, footy going for sure. Uh, so yeah, and there's really good Nixie, yeah, great coach. He's got great coaches around him. Um, added in last year with Scotty Burns and um, Jimmy Riley and Nathan Mabillo and they've been awesome so yeah. really confident confident in the coaching group and um, uh, yeah so should be good it sounds like there's a lot of buy-in from the from the group about what the coaches are putting together yeah definitely yeah yeah I think and it's definitely it's not just them telling us what to do either so yeah, um, yeah. it's probably contributing it's the dynamic sort of uh, approach and that, that's when yeah you get the buy-in and you get the trust and um, ultimately um, get a game plan that is working and um, looking forward to putting into practice this week and for the rest of the year. And I guess a bit of um, personnel as well doesn't hurt and we've got uh, Geordie Dawson coming this year and probably uh, uh, Junior coming back from a long, long break out of footy. Um, does that uh, just lift the boys again that we've got a bit of outside run and um, you know we've just added to that uh, talent pool, I guess, with Geordie and, and good to get Wayne back. Yeah, they're probably two of the best kicks um, in our team. So, And great outside running players. So they'll definitely provide a lot of spark offensively and really open up the game for us. Um, yeah. So they'll be, yeah, they'll be huge additions. And then yeah, it'd be great to have Matty Crouch back as well. He's sort of a new player almost as well. So he'll be yeah. awesome to have inside and um, a great decision maker and great ball user as well. So having Matty back, uh, just watching it last week, having Matty back really changes the composition of the midfield, doesn't it? Kind of frees up a couple of blokes to play a bit more in-out rather than playing that inside role. And later going down, of course, um, uh, we lose one from the coalface for a couple of games. But um, of the young lads, uh, Harry Schoenberg's always been the one that's excited me. Who, who else do you see? Or, you know, you can talk about Harry. or But who are those young blokes coming through? Him and Sam maybe coming through into that midfield group? Yeah, he's super exciting. He's um, got great ability inside and outside. And he's got that, that burst of speed. Um, and boys coming out of that midfield, which can really set him apart. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do. I think he'll be a very, very good player for many years to come. Um, and then he said Sam Barry. Sam Barry's yeah, he's he's going to be a great player too. He's just so hard inside and um, puts his head, you know, in the hole and um, tackles nonstop. 
Um, so he's going to be a great inside player. And then guys, one we probably haven't seen a lot of is Luke Pedler, who's going to be very exciting when he gets his body um, fully firing. He's um, yeah. when, he's, when he's up and going, he's, he's got that uh, incredible burst out of stoppage and um, he's very, very tough around the ball. And then uh, his ability to burst away from contests is probably is his X factor. He's got a lot of a lot of speed, so he's um, another one to watch um, in the years to come. But yeah, so hopefully he gets a crack at it early in the year and can show us what he can do. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned uh, Luke getting his body right. We were, obviously, we got Berjo in uh, this year for the next few years. Has the bloke seen a bit of a change in the fitness program? Um, yeah, Berger's been good. He's, um, I guess we, we had a really good off season and he had a good program set up for us. And I guess we got really, as a group, we got really, really fit. Um, and we're able to just do basically just do footy drills and match play the whole preseason from yeah. basically December. So, um, we're, yeah, super match fit and, and, and done a lot of work, um, relevant work over the preseason in terms of, um, improving our, our game style and, um, practice of that so um, he's been yeah Birdo's been awesome yeah um, fantastic so far and yeah a lot of guys are in a really good a really good shape um, injury wise and stuff everyone's feeling really fit and firing so yeah it's yeah. up well for a good year and, and your own spot mate uh, you've got uh, the journeyman Kieran Strawn uh, sitting uh, one back and off the rails and you've <clears throat> also got the young Buck in Riley Thilthorpe, who's been playing forward but can also uh, get thrown into the ruck. And even uh, Elliot and um, Billy can have a crack. Does that give the club some flexibility in terms of how we set up going forward, not only with the rucks but with your, but with your own ability to push forward at times and, you know, rotate around a bit? Yeah, definitely. Um, having those guys up forward, um, Riley and Elliot, are more than capable of playing um fair chunks in the ruck so yeah definitely something I've been working on trying to get forward and um, especially in the ruck sprint getting really hard forward taking my opponent out and kicking goals so um, able to do that a lot more over this pre-season and um, certainly trying to do that coming into games and then um, yeah it, it does give a bit more flexibility I'd love to be able to get deep and, and take my um, that's where you I guess do the most damage so yeah. um, rather than taking marks in the back half so I'd love to be yeah. able to really push hard forward this year and keep a few goals and yeah having those guys there helps in that sense Don't, don't underestimate the value of you going back and, and clunking one in defence mate because you've saved uh, more than a few goals yeah. by uh, sticking yourself in the hole down back so uh, that's <laughs> that's just valuable at times um, Just just on the goal kicking does it actually annoy you when seagulls like Brody Smith run around the back of you all the time looking for a cheapie, when you've got the situation well in hand with regards to you know having a kick for goal or kicking like it's cheap stats, surely it's stat padding, right? Yeah, they do love it. Um, Brody Smith and Paul Season and guys like that, but I'm very happy if it's uh, 45 plus out to give it to those guys because they're pretty dead eye most of the time. So. Um, I'll I'll back I'll keep back in a minute if they keep running, but um, and, I, and they do they do spray me if I don't give it. So um, sometimes easy just to give it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, save the heartache during match match committee or team meeting afterwards. Um, yeah, yeah, and look just quickly on 
Riley, um, Thilthorpe, obviously, um, I don't know, you know, we're not privy to whether the, the club sees him or as a forward or as a forward ruck going forward, but has uh, has he sort of come under your wing in terms of his ruck craft? Um, we've done a little bit together, yeah, in terms of ruck stuff. Um, and I'll certainly try and help him a lot and, and talk to him a lot about, because obviously forward and ruck craft similar in terms of, you know, contested marking and um, some of the other skills in there and then some of his rough stuff. But uh, he's been, yeah, he's been honing his forward craft mainly. Um, yeah. Long term, he's, he's uh, yeah, he'll be, a, he'll be a big key forward So um, and a little bit of time in the ruck. So he's been working really hard on that and, um, yeah, I'm super excited to see what he can do because he's got a lot of talent. Moves yeah. very, very well for a big, amazingly well for a big bloke. Great skills. Um, so yeah, if he puts it all together, it'd be very hard to stop. Yeah, definitely. And of this year's crop, of course, we've got uh, young Rochelle who's shown a bit, and uh, Jake Sligo, and uh, we haven't seen anything of Nan Curvis yet, or God, the other lad's name who I always forget is Turner. Uh, Taylor. Taylor. That's yeah. it. I always forget his name. I don't know why. He's a forgotten man. Um, but that's a, another exciting crop coming through. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Joshua Rochelle is super exciting. I've seen what he can do the last couple of weeks in the um, in the practice games. Kicked three goals each game, and yeah, he's been kicking goals all preseason. His uh, goal sense is uh, pretty freaky. He's um, you don't really you can't really teach it what he's got in terms of his ability. Just to, when he, when he gets the ball within thirty, it's going through the goals generally, and he's um, got great great sense around there. So he'll be. Uh, some great, add some great potency to our forward line, and then um, yeah, the other guys you mentioned, J- uh, Jackie Soligo, who's played really good for you as well. I knew you were up in the mix around one uh, as a hard-working, tough, skillful um, wingman, um, and then um, yeah, Zachy Taylor and Lukey Nankervis have been great as well. So they're they're ones to watch for the future. Yeah. Definitely. And just before we finish up, mate, and I really appreciate the time that you've given us this morning. Uh, I'm sure a lot of Crows fans um, have a bit of concern about Seed. Um, I don't want you to give anything away, obviously, but how's he tracking? How's he travelling? Is he going all right? Yeah, he's tracking okay. Yeah, he's going an upwards um, trend, so he's definitely getting better and better, but it's a, yeah, a bit of a slow, slow process, and they're pretty conservative with anything related to the head. Definitely. Um, so obviously he's um, long-term sort of health. Yeah. The priority, so they're certainly not rushing him, and he's um, he's progressing well though. So hopefully, um, he's back to um, full health soon, and then um, you know, footy's obviously uh, I guess the second priority to that. But hopefully, back into footy throughout the, throughout the year, and hopefully earlier rather than later. Yeah, yeah, well, we're all thinking about him, so uh, let's hope he uh, is able to recover from that fully. Mate, it's been fantastic talking to you on a uh, public holiday Monday morning. Uh, really appreciate the time that you've given us. Um, we're all pretty excited um, as Crows fans about what's been uh, on display over the last you know, 12 to 18 months as we regroup and, and build a new list and a new culture. Um, it's fantastic to see and uh, it looks very positive and you're an integral part of that, mate. So uh, congratulations and all the very best for the season ahead. Thank you very much, Rob. Really appreciate having me on. Good on you. Thanks, Riley.